bodies in the middle. Checks back against Carter and scores. That is atypical for the Amina Margot. We are still not panicking, Mr. Eidfeld. We are still not panicking, Mr. Eidfeld. Welcome to another episode of Vic Acres Wonderland. And this time, there's no Adam. Unfortunately, he's away and busy uh, sorting out the railway lines for everyone. So hopefully, if you're in the UK, your, your railway line ran by you is going to be working soon. But however... We are joined by, as always, the amazing Lossie. How are you? Hey, I'm just nice to be back. I've got a bit of still tail end of the stinking flu, but I do apologise to any audio listeners if it takes me a minute to answer any of Matt's opinions tonight because I may be having a coughing fit. And for anybody who's watching on YouTube, I am so sorry. <laughs> you don't need to see that. But other than that, yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. I'm, bit, I'm, I'm over Man City. Can't be dealing with that nonsense. Got to the pub on Sunday afterwards to watch the men's game. And then we were 4-0 up, so I was happy. I didn't miss Declan Rice's goal. I'm happy. It's usually the other way around, isn't it? Where the oh, yeah, women cheer you up and the men... I don't, I don't know what it is. Every time the men seem to play the like West Ham, it's either a draw or a loss for the women. And then the the men go on to win, go on to win with a good scoreline over, over at West Ham. It's a bit weird. It, or it might just be coincidence that it happened like <laughs> twice. <laughs> Maybe well, it's been a very long week, I think, for a lot of us. It'll be a longer week, potentially, for Jonas and the team as well. So just quickly running through the news. So fixture changes. This is going to be fun. Stamford Bridge against Chelsea, 15th of March, officially confirmed now. That'll be a Friday for the UK views, it will be on Sky Sports. For international views, we're still not sure. So double check to see if it's going to be on the zone or it might be somewhere elsewhere. Um, however, there's now an added layer of issues with the FA Cup because potentially should Chelsea get, I nearly said Chelsea women then, Chelsea men get into the FA Cup quarterfinal and it's a home tie for them, that tie will be changed from the 15th down to uh, i would imagine another day so a lot of issues and it's oh it's going to also be a 7 p.m kickoff as well so yeah again a lot of issues friday game in london lottie seven o'clock on a friday night oh good luck to everyone that's traveling into the bridge if you're coming into london and well all the london based fans will know what it's like to get across the, the west end and into in towards, uh, well, should we say Fulham um, at that time of night? So that's going to be fun. Um, yeah, I just, it doesn't surprise me, but the main source of most clubs' incomes are, are, are their men's games, unless we're talking about Arsenal. Um, so, and I'm like, our ticket sales are doing really well at the moment, aren't they? Yes, unfortunately, Adam's not here to give those updates. So we, <laughs> uh, thanks to Freddie. Have, I think we have sold out the lower tier for Tottenham now from the last um, update that I saw from him. Just from Freddie, who was on the podcast with Adam and Lottie, he has given an update of 59,000 cities have been sold. So we are close to capacity for the Manchester United game at the oh, weekend. And North London Derby. 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 What's a Derby? I don't know. <laughs> North, North London, London Derby. Um, I do you know um, what. I hope we take that game. Like we just go for the jugular on that game. I need it more than anything in this world right now. I don't care about Russo playing Man United. That's the game on my list at the moment. But yeah. yeah. It's a North London derby that I imagine would be a full sellout as because it's North London derby. Not many people get it for them 
get tickets for the men's one. They're probably more likely to get it for the women's, oh, yeah, and they'll get a good game of football out of it compared to what they what we got at their um their toilet bowl, shall we say, to be polite. <laughs> it does look like a toilet seat from the sky. It really does. It's not I've just that; seen, they also mirror seen, the Emirates on, on the inside as well. If you look around, you go, that, "That's yeah, from the Emirates." On, you basically yeah. nicked that and made it on work. On social media, um, there's this pilot who flies over over Tottenham, and, he's, and he he says he, he points out to the <laughs> to the um, to the passengers and calls it the toilet bowl. <laughs> Do you think he's an Arsenal fan? <laughs> Probably. They can keep their fancy tech and everything and go-karts and oh, whatever yeah. else they put up. their skywalks and all that. It's not nothing. Fa- it doesn't mean anything at the end of it. However, there is a ground that both you and I really enjoy. Villa Park, Aston Villa, March the 24th. Tickets are to go on sale on, uh, for general on the 20th. That is next Wednesday, no, next Tuesday at 12 p.m. So I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to this game. The Aston Villa. Aston Villa is always a good game. You always get Casey McCabe special, and you. It's always a. It's a great game to go to, and I think you kind of got it a little bit at the Emirates, but Villa Park special for many for a lot of people for many reasons. I think Lottie, you've got your own special reasons as well. Oh yeah, no, definitely. There's been a few games I've been up there over the years. I'm yet to get to a women's game up there, but I'm just. It's on my bucket list. It needs to be done. Although I've been to Villa Park a lot of times to watch the boys, it's there's just something a bit more special about the girls at the moment for me. Going going away, I mean, I'm going down to the London City Lionesses game tomorrow with some luck. So I've literally got to finish work at five and then bomb it halfway across London. Well, basically out of London in rush hour, so it's not going to be fun. With fixtures, we've now got a international window coming up. Lot of fun and games all around so sweden have recently called up amanda and stina which is great to see we've also seen leo Velti also be called up for switzerland obviously national captain there there was a video that harper gory the, uh, the daughter of katrine gory did to announce the matildas lineup which included our three aussies of kyra Steph and Caitlin as well but I think for a lot of fans both Arsenal and England fans will be looking at that England list and seeing what was on there well Lotta Vuben Moy and Alessia Russo and we've got our captain back in Leah Williamson what are your thoughts? That's the first name I looked for it's, let's be honest, as Arsenal fans, it's the first name we look for. We we know Ruth Leslie's going to be there, we know Lotta's going. But with Leah coming back and performing the way she did on Sunday, that's the first name we're looking for. Serena Wigman was at that game. So we knew she was back, we knew she was watching. And there was a fair few England stars on that pitch. But I think the main one she was looking, looking out for was Leah Williamson. Let's face it, England need their captain back. Were you thinking that perhaps it was going to be too soon? Because that was my thoughts or thoughts on the whole situation at the moment was that it was too soon. She's only just getting back. She's not getting the minutes. She's only getting selective minutes at the moment. I think for me, it's, again, it's a Vivian Miedemar situation. Um, when you we kind of said this when Viv first went back to go train with the Netherlands. I was about to say Dutch then. <laughs> and we we all said, oh, she won't get any minutes, and she won't get any minutes, and and like all of a sudden she's got a few minutes, but it's all about easing easing her back in. I mean, this I, this time round she got seventy five minutes, um, against Man City on Sunday, which was absolutely brilliant. It was, it was just it was like watching the old Leah, but a more angry human being. <laughs> um, but it it it's not too soon for me. I just hope Serena doesn't play her out for the full ninety. She's not ready for a full 90, and that's that is as an Arsenal fan, that is my biggest fear. But I also want her to get minutes for England, and we need her back up and running. Yeah, yes, they've got no competition over the summer, it gives them a break, but we still need her back to full fitness as, as well, domestically, if anything. Do you think that with was there anyone else in that list that maybe surprised you a little bit? Uh, there's a lot of 
speculation about how Nikita Paris wasn't concluded considering her form. At you know what? I'm, I'm actually going to completely throw you on this one. It's got to be Beth England. That was the odd one for me. I mean, Nikita Paris, I'm not. I get she's been getting in the goals, skin has been removing her and all, all the controversy around that at the moment because I know a lot of Man United fans aren't happy with him. When she scored a hat-trick, he's take, Skinner is taking taking her off. Like, what are you doing? She's just scored you a hat-trick. Um, I still can't quite fathom that myself, personally. So she's one of the names that is, that's missing off that list for me. And, and again, Beth England, she's, she's sort of been on the fringes, but... She, we we saw in the last the last few games that I've well that I've watched for England anyway, um that she was slowly being integrated in and now all of a sudden she's not there. I think uh, Grace Clinton being called up as well is really interesting. Wasn't expecting that at all, um, but it's well deserved. There is a little bit of speculation as well as the as the under 23s will also be out in Spain for the Austria and Italy friendly that there might be minutes going around. So there is a chance for other others to get involved as well, which is good to see. Is that something that potentially would be quite nice to see? So come 2025, which we will come, which I will come to in a minute. Um, We'll see, potentially some of these under 23s we might be seeing in that 23 three player squad. I think you think as much as we all absolutely adore the lionesses, I mean, with the likes of Lucy Bronze aging, I don't want to say it, but she said it herself. She doesn't know how much longer her knee's going to last and whether she'll make another tournament. Um, but you've got to look at, look at the squad and look at the future and what we we can expect from them most of these girls are at the peak the peak of their career but there are people like say the most recent retirement is um ellen white and we we were never sure whether leslie russo was going to be like able to fill those boots um but then we've also got the likes of rachel daly who's also come in to replace her um as an option and i just Although you can't, there is no one else like Ellen White. There is no one like her. I mean, the amount of times we say, how many, how many times is she going to miss before she gets it in the net? Um, it's kind of becoming Leslie Russo's thing, but it's a case of day, day with daily, you need to play completely different to how you play with Russo. And that, again, is Serena is going to have to adapt the squad around the top line, I think, sometimes. Because it's, it becomes really difficult when you've got Chloe Kelly, it's, uh, not Chloe Kelly, Lauren Hemp, you've got Beth Mead. They interchange. Everyone saw what, how they played in the Euros together. Beth is now back in the England squad. I expect to see more of the same, and it, I, it does get me excited. But how do you have, have a striker up top who can play with them as smoothly as Ellen White did most of the time? I think this is one of the worries for me is that essentially you've got Alexia Russo, who this is one of the worries that I have when she's with Arsenal, is that she's not getting in the box. For, for she's too busy being on the outside or playing out to the wing and putting crosses in to being, hold on a minute, you're you're one of the tallest players in the box. There's If you do look at our midfield of uh, Leah, him, and Viv, Viv's the tallest out of all three of them. I don't expect Viv to go in there and be marching into the box and scoring headers week after week. Um, I know this was a little bit of a weapon that England did have with Jill Scott a little bit and the experience and things uh, that she was one of the tallest players that we had as well. It's just, it is a worry that you don't have that fox in the box and I th- maybe that comes with a little bit more time to say, look, you need to stop playing outside the box a little bit more. You need to be making sure that you're making those runs into the box because that's what we brought you for. I completely get that, but it's a case of... I think the expectation on Leslie, I've done it myself, I will hold my hands up to it. The expectation is too high for her just to come in and automatically settle down. She, for me personally, she had to do the majority of the work at Man United. Mm. And she needs to realise we've got players like Viv, like Kim, like Frida, who who will do what they're supposed to be doing properly. If they're not going to take a shot, they will feed get those balls into you. You can look at, I, I mean... I know this is probably not a really good comparison, but Emily Fox, mm. 
she's slotted right in. I mean, that relationship with Beth Mead is coming along absolutely brilliantly. She's doing what she's supposed to be doing. And I'm loving every minute of it. Because I'll be honest with you, I didn't know anything about her when she first came. I was like, okay, new player. Let's see what she's got in the locker before I have an opinion. Um, But it's, it's because she's well known by the Arsenal fans and by us, it's, there's an expectation there where Emily Fox hasn't got that expectation unless you're an Arsenal fan who knows what Emily Fox can do. Yeah. So it's a, ca- a case of, I think we just need to give her a little bit more time. I know I make, I have my jokes about the Lercy Russo effect. She, she scores worldies and she misses easy tappings, but it, it's something that's always been a part of her game from what I can see. So I'm not complaining. I shouldn't complain about it, but I do because I can. Um, but yeah, just give her some more time. She's going to need time to set, like sort herself out the England team. But wait, and then it comes to the point where how much time is too much time? Yeah. And so it's a double, double-edged sword with that one. You have made a good point there where I think a lot of it goes back to what Adam has said essentially is that maybe this season will be seen more as um, a time tracker of events i think we've mentioned so many times that potentially three teams this season are going to lose their managers at the end of the season with their contracts apart from obviously emma hayes is going we're not sure about what's happening with gareth taylor and we're not sure what's happening with mark skinner oh, have you heard the latest rumor on that i haven't known who could be the next chelsea manager Frank no, Lampard. okay <laughs> <laughs> um, i know Okay. I'm sorry, I couldn't help. I just someone told me on Sunday. I went, "What?" <laughs> like three times, and I'm just, I'm just sitting there. I actually ended up crying with laughter. I thought it was that funny. Well, like we've we seen what he did for the men's team, and I can't see him doing anything with the girls at all. As much as they, the wealth of talent that's in that team, I don't think he's going to do anything with it. But it's just uh... a rumor. But it's a scary rumor. <laughs> Put it that way. Well, the team turned around and said that they want... Uh, well, that was one of the rumours as well, as they turned around and said that they want yeah. a female coach, they don't want a male coach. I can see a lot more of the reasons why you, why for them, because it, it is slowly... It's that transition. You're going from uh, elite winner mentality to an unknown. So, essentially... You never know what you're going to get, and that's oh, difficult. absolutely. I mean, even with the likes of Sam Kerr out, they're still doing really well. I mean, they're losing a few people to the uh, Gold Cup as well. And that's Fisher and oh, I can't remember who else they're losing. Mia Fisher and Macario. Is it Macario yeah, or is she injured? Oh, I'd have to go and have right, a look. Yeah. But they, they're losing at least two. Um, we're, that, that, we're losing the three. Obviously, that is an interesting oh. point though, because Ramirez is meant to be going. But Chelsea have refused her to go because it falls outside the international window, which is a okay. bit bizarre. Um, That's interesting. But I have a feeling but the reasoning behind that is because of Sanka and they don't have another striker. They don't, they, they don't, if they lose Mayra Ramirez, that's it. I mean, she scored a brilliant goal over the weekend. Mm. Even I, I think I saw it on um, She's a Baller's Instagram. It was just, it was beautiful. I've, even I went wow for a Chelsea goal. Um, but yeah, no. I, personally, I don't. I don't think she has every right to go if she wants to go. I mean, her, Colombia were absolutely brilliant in the world in the World Cup. I loved every minute of them playing. Quite excited she's come over here. Unfortunately, it's with Chelsea. But long may it continue with the like, like as much as I love having all our European players. We should be looking at the American, South American, Asia. Well, we, we, we do a lot of business with Australia already, but we should be looking further out than rather than just Europe. There's well, no disrespect to the players that we've got, but I just, we should be looking everywhere. There was some real good gems, isn't there? It wasn't there. Um, oh, Madrid, I've just not Real Madrid, uh, Madrid CFF have just lost one of their players to Bay FC for a record, world record fee of uh, seven, a th- a th- a three a three quarters of a million, so around that 200, uh, 200 that's 750,000. Wow. I don't know if that's dollars or euros, but 
it looks like the entire well the transfer window is going to be a lot more close to that someone's going to be that million pound player it's just a case of who now yeah it's also nice i'm glad you mentioned cff madrid it's nice to see geo get her start as well geo geo yeah. although they did lose lose to a flay don't they i did actually kind of watch that and it wasn't great <laughs> I do not have a loan watch on here, but we, as we're talking internationals and competitions, we'll just quickly cover Arsenal because you mentioned it quickly. Emily Fox will not be available for the Manchester United game because the US have turned around and said that they want their players read, uh, to do their pre-tournament um, organisation and prep before so we will have Sabrina out on the bench and we will have Chloe playing as well but Emily Fox doesn't miss out so we're starting to slowly see right okay what's going to happen Katie McKay back at right back yeah and Steph gets a start Um, Um, there isn't anybody else we won't have this problem once we get them back but Katie McKay back at right back again and just quickly as well with this with the Euros coming up next year, there's been a huge, huge um, mis- miscalculation, shall we say. The Swiss government have decided to slash the funding for their Euros from 15 million to 4 million. And this is the this is the biggest kicker of the lot. They spent 82 million. For, uh, this is this is all in for, uh, uh, Swedish uh, Swedish Swiss francs. Apologise to the people of Sweden. Um, in 2008, don't you mean, don't you they spent 82 Sweden's million. Sweden's Yeah, Sweden's Krona. Swiss francs. You just you just you just apologised to Sweden for Switzerland francs. Yeah, because I said Sweden before. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. No, so, so so four million for a tournament of this size, where you've got sixteen European teams, is it's a huge kicker considering that they've spent eighty-two million in the past. Uh, you've got the home of FIFA so, uh, as well. There, it just feels like they're they have they're not taking this seriously. At this current moment in time, no, absolutely not. You put the bid in to was it with the Netherlands and I've forgotten the other country. You're thinking of the World Cup. I think we'll come. To, I'll, oh gosh. I'll, okay. we'll have to... Sorry, I got confused <laughs> again. No, it is really disappointing. And I mean, it's a major tournament. You're cutting the fund funding for a sport in well, in the last Euros where England won it. That basically sold out majority of games. Like, there's going to be fans, a lot of fans traveling from the UK. There's going to be fans from around the world traveling in to go to this tournament, and you're cutting funding. That's it's just not good enough. Is there a specific reason why they've cut it? Is it or is it just because they overspent? If there were, I haven't read the article at all, so, so this okay. is a this is a hands on my fault. Yeah. But the the generalization is that they've just slashed the funding, which is a bit odd. I mean, I just imagine if they were doing the Olympics this year in Zurich for example would they have slashed the funding for that I imagine not whereas for a tournament that you have seen as you've rightly said the attendances grow hugely I mean you're talking uh, 30,000 plus seat stadiums and they it just feels like that it's one step back and then three or four back uh, sorry one or two steps forward and then five five or six steps back uh, getting me um <laughs> getting everything wrong in the wrong order tonight <laughs> it's all right don't worry don't worry you're good but we shall move on unfortunately we do have to talk about our man city game do we really really <laughs> so to be honest this was a game where it was very much cat and mouse so just to get some of the stats on Arsenal had nine shots to City eight Arsenal had five goal of those on target Man City only had three Jonas got his wish though we had more of the ball 53% to 47 didn't feel like it like it was it was just 
it was completely back and forth. Like we weren't even that good in the first half. I wasn't impressed with it at all. Although like the the general atmosphere was great as it always is. It wasn't the usual electric vibe that I normally get when I'm in the North Bank. Although I'm not right next to the red and white, I can hear them from where I sit in the corner. And I found that there was a lot of tourists in that stand and they just come along for a good atmosphere and they're not contributing to it. If you're not contributing to something, just go and find a seat or go down to the South Stand because that team needs our voices. And if you're going to sit there and tell me to be quiet, when I'm watching my team, like nil-nil, not even get an opener yet. No, I don't want you there. Um, I think the, I think the most the funny part. I think the funny part was that it was a city fan, and I turned around and said, "You sure you want to be in this stand? Your fans are down the other end of the pitch. Oh, I can stand where I like." And I went, "Then don't tell me to be quiet." Um, he got a bit offended because I called Skinner a twat. But hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then. Yeah, no, it was just, it was a bit of a weird game. It wasn't the usual Meadow Park I'm used to. Is this maybe potentially, as you said, the Man City fan was there. Do you think that was maybe their intentions to try and disrupt the atmosphere to try and Not sort really, of break no. it up? Not really, no. It's just, it's, it's, it's the same problems in the men's games. There's a lot of tourists. The regular fans, what you, like the regular faces I see, I saw most of what who, regular faces I normally see, but there was a fair few that were missing that just couldn't get hold of tickets. Um, don't get me wrong, I appreciate people want to go see the Arsenal women and they want they want to support the club, but we're not all rainbows and unicorns. Let's just put it that way. There's no disrespect to Bukai Saka and his unicorn from the England cap because we absolutely adore him and that unicorn. Um, even the poorly drawn Arsenal one. Um, I oddly, just <laughs> oddly enough, that unicorn is in the National Football Museum at the moment. Oh, is it? Wow, yeah. that's so cool. Um, yeah, no, but it's. <laughs> I think people need to start realizing that, although there's a lot of women at these games, we will sing, we will chant, and um, chant the banner, but some people need to look up the the, the, the line of what abuse is, right? I came across an article in the Telegraph um, by this person, I'm not gonna name her because she just irritates me, um, apparently saying your shit are um, to uh, Kira Keating um, mm-hmm. is counted as abuse. Um, my first reaction to that is, is that is absolutely dramatic. Like it doesn't matter what, what position you play, you thrive on the banter, Beth Mead's this prime example in her interview. I when the Tottenham fans were given her grief in the corner, crossed it in, fifth scored, done. That they used it to drive. I've seen an interview with Farrah uh, Farrah Williams and um, Farrah Williams and Rachel Laws as well. Um, she was talking about the Arsenal fans when she was in, when she was in that goal. She likes the band and she feels that that your shit are and all the like the, the banterish chants into her game and you can see that by every time she's performed if you look back at that game at Liverpool you can see the fact that how she performed against us with that full stand of Arsenal fans behind her I mean Matt you were sitting there yeah you can am I wrong yeah um I think as a keeper yourself what kind of do you use it to fuel your game if you've had like away fans behind you or whatever um or do you block it out I mean Kira Keaton, there's videos of her laughing at the Arsenal fans. It was nothing. Yeah, it's it's one of those where either you just keep your head on it, you try and not let it distract you, or you just laugh it off because you it kind of adds fuel to the fire, as, as you mentioned. Well, actually, speaking of Kira Keating, she had a fantastic game. <laughs> and, uh, uh, the Kim Little, I have to mention this, yes. the Kim Little volley... And the fact that she ha- she's managed to get there, uh, I, I don't think anyone is expecting this, but she's actually 
done really well there. She made she made a couple of quick steps and then she stretched over. And that's how she's managed to get on the end of it. Had she been a bit too far over, she might have overstretched and she would have completely missed it. But she's timed it perfectly well. But I wasn't expecting Kim to shoot. I was expecting Kim to play a little bit of a lofted over ball and someone was going to be on the end of it to score it. That was a really odd moment. But Kiara Keating had a good game all round. I think she was playing the match for uh, BBC. Oddly enough, the supporters chose Leah Williamson. I think that was more because she was back on the pitch getting the first start. If I'm honest with you, her defending um, in that second half, it was just, it was sensational. That goal run um, clearance was fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not against anything like that. Just, <laughs> oh, music to my ears. But um, yeah, it's just so good to have her back up and playing like against the big teams. I think one thing that did irritate me through that game was the Lauren Hemp and Kate McCabe issue. I don't know what happened. Like one minute Lauren Hemp standing there, and the next thing Kate McCabe's flat on her back. I'm like, wait, what's going on here? And then uh, the stand starts shouting the referee's a Tory, which I think is more of an insult than the actual men's version, if I'm honest with you. But <laughs> someone did say to me they're the same thing. Um, <laughs> but it was just, I didn't actually see what happened there, Matt. Did you? Did the cameras pick it up at all? Yes. Yeah, so there was a couple of instances. Little, uh, I can't even get my words out properly tonight. Instances of... I'd rather do that than be having a coughing fit every five minutes. <laughs> there's a few so Katie was trying to wind Lauren up quite a lot so it was things like just putting the shoulder in uh, a couple of times eventually Lauren got got a bit fed up and just sort of pushed her over and, and things like that and eventually the referee I think the referee had to get involved and just say look enough is enough now but they carried on throughout the game and it, it's great to see because Lauren does get does thrive a lot on that chaotic energy um, because it just it brings it out another level into work. It does, and it it's, it also makes Katie step up her game as well when she has someone that will nudge her back. But she's got to be very careful because she's notorious for that yellow card. <laughs> she had to be very careful. I can't even remember if she got carded that game. No, I don't think she did. I think she got away with it. There were a couple of fouls there where I was looking at it and they could have been but a couple of fouls where both teams could have potentially got cards but weren't given it was a bit of an odd one in this one where it was a very aggressive game and you're thinking well we're going to walk it it could be down to everyone could be down to nine players here but everyone luckily it managed to stay as it was was that how it was instead from what you were seeing yeah no it was it was it was very much like that and it was just it got to the point I think towards just, I can't remember which minute it was, but that on the line save from Keating, the whole stadium, the West, the West stand obviously erupted. They were so angry because from their, their perspective, it probably looked like it went in. And I don't know if you've seen the images floating about, but yes. that was in as far as I can, I was concerned. And we should have had extra time. I would have happily missed Arsenal six the men's 6-0 win over West Ham for extra time to watch the girls play. Um, but actually, I am going to ask you this. Do we need VAR for instances like this? Yes or no? No. <laughs> right. I've, I've always got said this. We don't need VAR because, the let's say, let's say as it is, the referees are not professional. If the referees are professional, they I need... I can't even the, get the cards right at the minute. <laughs> Never mind the, the blue card. They need the right tools. And to be honest, let's, let's have it as it is. The goal line technology in that instance was needed and it wasn't. I would have been happy if goal line was technology was there and they just turned around and went, oh, no. All has been buzz. It's odd when you're in the Champions League. I remember going to Bayern at, at the Allianz. Um, the Japanese defender is now at Roma. It's going to do my head in. Um, she cleared it off the line. She cleared exactly. it off the line. Anything? Is it a goal? Is they, it not a goal? And and there's no. They decided you know. not to use the goal line technology, didn't they, that day? Yes. So everyone's looking around, looking at the referee. So say, is that? But no. When you look at back at it later on, it's like, oh yeah, that was that was that was well off, well not nowhere near the line. Well done, great defending. Um, but in this instances, it needs to be sorted out, and it can't keep going on like this forever. Uh, I hope when Nuko come in. 
obviously we don't know what the, the group's going to be actually called. That's oh. just the current. I, you know what? I really hope it's nothing like the promotional video that I saw. Because we're not, as I said earlier, we're not all unicorns and sparkles. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm just hoping that they look at the referees and say, just sort of work with the PGML. Yeah. PG, whatever the referees association is. PGMR. I, 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 you could name all the letters of the alphabet, so I'll still get it wrong. <laughs> um, but, to be fair, there's a couple of abbreviations that I struggle with myself, don't worry. Go on. The, yeah, the referees association, they work with them closely, get them oh, up yeah. to a better standard because uh, actually there was some good refereeing uh, uh, in this game. The, fact that the ball hit the referee and she went no it's, an, it's a free kick to you because it's come off me it was yeah. good instances good refereeing all round it was really good to see but to get to get a ball to the head though to be fair <laughs> and I'm I was I was like hang on a minute is nobody gonna give you're not gonna give anyone a yellow card or because you didn't see it or yeah though I think there was an instance where I think it was uh, Khadija Shaw was down for about three or four minutes and she just played on which is great to see but at the same time you're thinking oh and what if it's a head injury what if it, it is one of those issues but one of my biggest issues we'll go back to the car heating um was it over was it not we nearly didn't even see that at all because they were too busy playing a replay of something else so we had no i had not all you hear is uh vicky sparks and um calling it and you have no idea what's happened because you're too they're too busy not flashing back and it was frustrating me because yeah. they they weren't they weren't catching on that anything can happen this this isn't this isn't premier league football this isn't the fa cup this is well this is an fa cup type but anything can happen at any moment in time what would have i i always go back to the men i always use this example the men's example in the premier league where arsenal just scored in northern derby and then they're too busy taking the replays Cesc Fabry has is through on goal and he and he scores, and that was nearly missed because they were they were too busy replaying things back. It's just common sense needs to prevail. If something's quick, stop the replays or show it once or twice. That's it. You don't need it three or four different times and different angles. It just gets yeah. too too much and very frustrating. I oh, know. I get that. I get that. But it was a case of when you're standing in the north bank from where I was, and obviously the whole stand. You hear the West Stand erupt, like oh, da, 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 angrily. You think, hang on a minute, what have we just missed? Because although most of them sing, they're not that noisy. Yeah. And I, I couldn't tell if, if the East Stand was joining in as well, but I was standing like, hang on a minute, what happened there? Because all I can see is bodies, and I didn't have Adam Adam on the commentary standing next to me. His commentary is always the best, especially if you're short. Um. <laughs> Adam, if you're listening, please don't let that go to your ego. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's with the whole card situation, the goal line technology, we don't need VAR. I don't want VAR. No. no. I want goal line technology. I don't want I do not want this blue sim bin card they've been talking about because Katie will be collecting them like they're stickers for her shoes. And it opens the door for teams to cheat. Because you're down to ten players, or possibly less, for like ten minutes. I think it should be staying rugby and hockey, league football alone. We need to be getting the red cards and yellow cards right first, because there was a couple of situations that we've seen over the seasons where you're sitting there, no, that should be a red, not a yellow, or no, that should have been a yellow, not a red, sort of thing. I think once we get the goal line technology, we invest in the referees and their training they know how to use their cards and they will give their cards when they're supposed to then we can possibly consider VAR with the growth of the game but in the stadiums that we're in like Kings Meadow uh, Boreham uh, Wood Meadow Park um, you've got Brighton and Crawley um, you've got the, uh, well I know London City Lioness is a, a championship side but they're in Dartford when you've got small grounds like this, you can't expect them all to have all the technology that we want for it. And it's going to come with the growth of the game. Um, like, not everybody's as lucky as City to be across the road. Oh, let's go and get the VAR and put it in this training ground. Do you know what I mean? The academy mm. ground. We're not all lucky like that. I mean, can you see Man United taking all their VAR gear out to LSV? No. 
it's big enough, but I don't think it will. It wouldn't work in in my no. opinion at ASP. At ASP, they'll probably turn around and be like, "Oh, it's too cold. The the technology's not working today." Yeah, no. But if you look at everyone who plays in the smaller grounds anyway, mm. it's not going to work. No. So goal line technology, I, it's touch and go. If it depends on the locations and where people are playing. If you're somewhat a team like Arsenal that has five games a season at the main grounds for the club no problem but for some teams like say Chelsea until this season they didn't really play at Stamford Bridge Old Trafford they don't play really to play there um, I don't remember the last time Everton played at their ground or Liverpool no, uh, Merse- uh, I nearly said North London derbies again Merseyside derbies <laughs> sorry I've, yeah, I imagine no, though... one game, but when it's more than one game do you know what I mean I, I imagine mean... that the women will be playing more at most uh, I'm doing it again Goodison Park because next season will be the last time Goodison is going to be there I imagine it's not just going to be yeah. the Merseyside derby I reckon about two or three of their games will be at Goodison Park to no, get well, a I proper so send off like I just hope that Arsenal are doing enough to inspire these other clubs to like obviously Villa are already doing it I don't Leicester have kicked the nail on the head let's be honest majority of their games are at the Foxes ground and that's how it should be. But unfortunately, Leicester at the minute, no European competitions. They've got the cups and the main thing, so they've got the room for it. Whereas you look at a team like Man United, Liverpool, Arsenal, Champions League football, you've got European football. And it's a case of funding the staff, funding like clean up and everything else and keeping the pitches healthy. And I know the main goal, long-term goal, was to have all our games there. I'd love to have it at the Emirates. I'd have, I'd happily have a season ticket for the year, be at every game, happy. But it's also a case of we've got a contract with Borenwood, and it's a sellout every game, and they make a lot of money off us from using their ground. So, and once that contract goes, are they going to let the, the academy games still be free? On Friday night, seven o'clock, you turn up, just sit there, watch the academy play, and then so on and so forth. I mean, last Friday, uh, Paul Davis was there, um, and a few others. Like, is that going to be still a social norm or no? Because we moved to the Emirates. I think that's the other question as well. Was that we only have Tim had to point this out. Tim Stillman had to point point this out. The other <laughs> the man on brands, as we should say, um. The Emirates has to ha- has only a significant amount of fixtures available for match days, which is kind of why we've season, isn't it, at the moment? Something like that. Uh, so Forty event season, I think it is. So we've got to be really careful with how things turn out. Obviously, the men's play at the Emirates; they don't have a second fi- set of fixtures. Um, I imagine because of what happened with the FA Cup, that's probably given some leeway. And especially with the with the League Cup as well, that's probably also helped as well. That's why yeah, the women. Please don't remind me. I was at both of those games. Stop it! Stop it! You're so mean. <laughs> Just trying to get the point across that it's kind of helped the the women quite a lot, though, because it's oh no, absolutely. Bonus slots. You're so easy to wind up. <laughs> You're so easy to wind up. Um, but I knew what you were saying. I completely agree. Well, with that game, what? I've, just there's some set of fans now calling for Jonas's head. <sighs> Your expressions paint a thousand words. Heads in hand. There, there are other people suggesting that certain players aren't good enough and they need to go. Um, it, it feels very much fans are yo-yo yo-yoing at the moment and calling for action when it doesn't need to. Be essentially, this is a transition year for us because we've got we've got players that are coming in that are that still need to learn the league. There's players that will be leaving, as such such as Noel and Jen, who have left because and there's huge players missing. I mean, I, I asked Tim about uh, Lena. No, he hasn't sent a message back to me. But there's no nothing about Lena Hertig at all. She wasn't picked. Sweden this week we don't know what's happening with her and it just feels like this is going to be an ever-ending saga and if she doesn't 
if she continues to get those injuries, I don't think she'll be an Arsenal fan. Uh, Arsenal fan, an Arsenal player next season. Uh, I don't. I really don't know. It's it's a case of what the boss has seen, I think, and what potential he sees in a player. I don't think he will give up on someone quite so easily. Although you can argue that with Gio, I do feel like he's given up on her of her going back out on loan again and the amount of squad depth we've got, I don't think she's going to get a look in. If I'm honest with you, I can see her going. Um, I don't know how to word it now. Just on Geo, I actually, I, I hope that she's, she is in, a, in the plans because she was brought in. We did pay a fee for actually yeah. no we didn't in the end but we need to make sure that she was developing obviously calling her back because of the injuries last season didn't really plan that way and you're just thinking right okay try and kick on but before you know it we've got over 25 players she refused to go on loan for obviously you don't want to go to Tottenham because that's the end of your career at Arsenal that's reti- our retirement home <laughs> Yeah, and it does make you wonder what what happened to the last two that that went there. They went and retired. Whereas it feels like when she now that she's at Madrid, she's gotten that confidence back, and she just needed that chance to shine. If I hope that she is in the plans, because if I'm honest, she is a very lethal weapon to have either on the wing or up front. It's yeah. just how you how you use her, and if you're not using her. You're gonna to have to get rid of it, and it might be at that crossroads come the summer. Yeah, which is a bit unfortunate, I'm... but I think a few players are on, on that verge at the moment. Yeah, I think we're gonna to have to like shrink the squad and also bring a few bodies in, sort of thing. That sounds so bad. It sounds like I'm plotting a murder. <laughs> um, I'm glad I didn't say the word coal. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's gonna happen. That's just how football goes. You know that, Matt. I mean, I'm still quite wounded from Jen Beatty going I thought I never would be but I'm like uh, this is not right <laughs> she's part of the furniture and now she's not there and I'm like where am I going to get my good women's Arsenal content from now <laughs> so yeah well do not give up because she will be at the Manchester United game and we have seen that she hasn't had a proper goodbye so we might see her at half time <laughs> and I'm looking. I'm looking forward to having Jen because she can actually have a proper send off. Uh, yeah. For her last game would have been the game against Reading. Yeah, and um, Leah Williamson's return. Her last goal was in Paris. Yes, the goal against Paris. Yeah. So yeah, but we will always love her for pop goes <laughs> on this podcast. And we shall finish towards the end now of <laughs> Conti Cup take two shall we yeah if the pitch doesn't <laughs> flood um, I know someone who knows that ground very well so um, and yeah that pitch doesn't flood so I think we know the real reasons so yeah there's a bit of conspiracy theories throughout flying around at the moment that yeah the pitch wasn't flooded and that the main reason was because of the manager. It, it's just it's, it's very much like the Arsenal fans become detectives again, um, which only seems to happen when it comes to the transfer window. Um, yeah, but, but thing is, that drives me mad. That whole thing, and that's one of our as a fan base, as our toxic trait. It's massive, and it's it's actually really horrible um, because at the moment the whole situation, Rusha Little John. Don't want to go into it, but the way that she and her sister are behaving, it's not okay. Um, okay, yes, you don't, you don't, you don't like Arsenal, you don't for X, Y, Z reasons, but just stop talking about it and just come and try and beat us tomorrow. Well, well, depending when you're listening today. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just is it's it's all talk, no action, and it's. I'm not. I'm not interested in that anymore. Really not. So, apart from Rusha Little John, there are a few others that have turned. Quite up. excited to see Dan Carter, though. I'm very excited to see her. And not just Dan Carter, Ella, 
Emma McCundy as well, formerly Emma Mitchell. There's some great former Arsenal players, some of them considered legends and history makers. A lot of that is down to uh, <laughs> Carter scoring that FA Cup winner against Chelsea in 2018. Uh, <laughs> uh, Wait, don't laugh at my chef's kiss, you. No, no, I'm just laughing. That was a chef's kiss goal. Like, Wembley, oh. Chelsea, Arsenal winning. Name of a, name a perfect duo. And <laughs> Daniel Carter um, with I can goal. name more recent, Mary. I can, I can name uh, Crystal Palace's ground in that instead of Wembley. Yes. Well, hopefully in a couple of years' time, the Conti Cup will eventually head on down to Wembley. Um, I believe that is the actual end game for Conti Cup, is to be at Wembley like the FA Cup is every season. Uh, is it? It'll be that's another thing we need to touch up on as well. Is should we get past home tie against Aston Villa? <laughs> I'm gonna. I got Adam in the back of my head now. Our record, our record against Aston Villa is not great. We lost to them last year. Last year, look at what how we finished the end of the season. Oh yeah, but we've drawn with them and we've lost and we've won one. I'm like, I'd rather play Aston Villa. The Man City or Chelsea at this point. Yeah. Like, no disrespect to Aston Villa. I've just watched us lose 1 0 to City. I don't want to see City. Chelsea, beating them once, like the way we did, they will be out for blood mm. the next time they play us. You can guarantee that. And it's not something to fear, but it's a point to prove for Emma Hayes. And that's the one thing I don't enjoy is when she proves a point and she's playing us. I hate it. I really do. Um, so, yeah, bring on Aston Villa. Quite excited. Jordan's coming home. Rachel Daly's back at Meadow Park. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> I'm going to eat well, my words. So I have a feeling in a couple of weeks. Oh, just So the winner of this will play Aston Villa and it will be a home tie. I'm quite looking forward to tomorrow's game. I think we're going to win it. I think it's just going to be a 2-0 scoreline. What are you thinking, Lottie? I actually don't know. After what I saw on Sunday, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you want a little bit of background? I don't, I don't care about ball possession. I, I care about that ball going in the net. That's my. That's what I want. I want the ball in the net. I want to hand the London City Lionesses their backsides to them and just remind them who we are as a club. Like... Yes, you were a part of Millwall. You broke off because Millwall didn't want nothing to do with you. But for a side that is so low down in the championship, they've got a lot of talk. They're that at talk the, needs to be shown on the pitch. They're at the wrong end of the table as well, shall we say. Because exactly. Yeah, they, the lower end of the championship. <laughs> trying to be nice. You look at them and go, <laughs> you've got some good players there, but... How you manage is it very similar to Aston Villa, oddly enough, this season, where they're at the wrong side of the table. You're expecting them to push for promotion, or and Villa, you're expecting them to get into that Champions League squad, and it hasn't worked out. I'd imagine next season might be their season. Yeah, I think I might, I might have to call Chelsea to make Champions League next season, and then it backfires. <laughs> I hope it does. <laughs> well, that's the other thing as well. We don't know what's happening with some of the other teams around us. Um, Jonas has signed his contract and. He's here to stay for the moment, as long as things don't go down. Yeah, south, however you want to say it. I'm touching wood to, for dear life here because I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm clinging onto my desk at the moment to so, say, yeah, anybody <laughs> anybody else that's listening, please smack a bit of wood. Please don't hurt yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's game. I, I think nothing helps more than when you're going through a little bit of Dodgy form, shall we say? Do you, do you think we'll see Sabson goal again as her last game before she goes off to the Gold Cup? Yes, I I imagine so. Okay. I don't I unless unless the plan is for Sabrina to go in goal for the game against Manchester United, uh, which means we might see a debut for Sarah Bohadi in goal, which I wouldn't be be against either. Um, no, I wouldn't. Actually, that's like actually a decent shot because we've actually got three choices now. It's Doctor, Manu, or Sabs. Well, we do have the youngster in goal, uh, Williams. I can't remember her first name as well. Yeah. But 
I don't want to put a youngster in goal. I know Kiara Keating has been around for a little bit, but yeah, just to put this out there. I get that, but you know as a keeper, you ain't going to learn unless you get the minutes. Very you know true. This. Very true. But... The reason why she's been called up for England and she is City's number one at the moment is because she's got those minutes. She's made them blunders. She cried her, cried her eyes out, put it behind her, and she, she's gone again. I mean, as I said, she was laughing at the Arsenal fans. It wasn't abuse. It was banter. My like, argument. She's clearly like Rachel Dawes, uses it to fuel herself. My argument would be as well is that she has actually been in WSL since she's 17 years old. She was actually yeah. starting that game against Arsenal when Tobin Heath scored the, the equaliser in the last minute. Uh, so she does. She's got. More, so she's got the experience. Got but you a need lot to of experience. That chance to get there in the first place. Yeah, that's so, my point. Might might see her later down the line. Never know because I, it's very much swings and roundabouts when it comes to the academy. You either get a few hits and a few misses, but we've got some very very talented players out on loan at Watford and Charlton and Crystal Palace at the moment, and we'll wait and see what happens next season with them. But I'm 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 sure. I really hope Charlton do come up though. I'd love I love Charlton away. It's so much fun. I was I was gutted when Spurs pulled them. And then they they scored in like the seventy eightieth minute. Yeah, I guess it, I was yeah. gutted for them. Honestly, it's the beauty of the FA Cup. You can, it, I mean, Ch- not really, fact, not really, <laughs> not really. The Chelsea the only won. Well, the only the fact Chelsea won one nil against. Um, I can't remember who it Palace. was. Palace. Palace. Thank you. Uh, well, again, that was my Ramirez is just screamer. Like what a first goal. I mean, imagine had Palace scored like two win, yeah. two two goals the other at the other end and won it two one. It's just anything can happen. Yeah. Um, but a little bit from from uh the neutrals that does mean that Arsenal can't get that FA Cup pick again. So you're probably happy about that. And also, cut another. I thought I could stretch a little bit out onto the BBC. The BBC have been our night our worst enemies this year. Of the, the games that we have lost, they've either been on BBC and Sky have only been the one this season. That doesn't bother me, if I'm honest with you. Most of the time I'm at the games. Unless <laughs> <But for laughs> we're away, then it's an issue. Um, for those that might be a bit of a conspiracy theory, but I'm not saying that, that it is or it isn't. <laughs> Save the conspiracy theory for when when Adam comes back, because I'd like to see you two go at it on that. It'd be interesting. So I just, I just, yeah, I don't do conspiracy theories. Sorry to disappoint everybody. <laughs> well, just before we wrap up, do you have a goal line for goal for London City Lionesses? In mind. Oh, the score scoreline. Ooh. I want to tank them 5-0 because we can. Um, it's no disrespect to London City Lionesses. It's just everything that's building up to this match the last two weeks is driving me nuts. I just I just want to spank them and just move on and go on to Villa. So <laughs> Well, we've also got United on the weekend as well, so that's it. Gonna make it even yeah, more. Yeah, we fun. need we need that boost. We mm. need that boost massively. So, and plus the fact it's twelve thirty kickoff. Yeah. Why twelve thirty? Oh, it's just mad, isn't it? Well, it is towards the end of the episode. Thank you all for joining us. If you're witch, uh, witching, watching along, <laughs> along. <Put a> <laughs> on you. <laughs> Feels that way when Kim Little's got the ball. I do apologise to our audio audio um. Listeners, I did take the opportunity to just wind up Matt. I was wiggling my fingers at him, and that's why he's, he's chuckling his head off. Um, but yeah, no, sorry, Matt. Do you want to wrap up? Yeah, I'll try again. Thank you all for watching, listening, wherever you are. We've really enjoyed talking about today. It's currently cup of bust, but just before then. No, can... it's not currently cup or bust. It's us defending our title. Our trophy. <laughs> you can find us on a VAW pod on Twitter. You can also find Adam at Adam Salter for 
And you can also find myself on at Matt's LR28. Where can they find you, Lottie? Um, at Lottie underscore AWFC. Um, you'll find me occasionally commenting on things, but um, I mainly retweet the pod account at the moment. <laughs> I don't live on social media anymore. It's great. But that is it for another episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Wherever you are, we hope you have a good day and good evening, good night, whatever you're doing when you're watching this or listening to this. Thank you and goodbye. Come on, you gunners. <laughs>